Welcome to the Stan the Joke Man Show. This is a sponsorless show. That's right. Nobody wants to partner up with my ass, and can you fucking blame them? <laughs> yeah, I don't go along with the crowd. I don't go where the money's at. No, I don't follow the sheeple. I do my own fucking thing. That's right. I walk my own path. No one guides my ass. I'll stay within the parameters of decency and law. But if you expect me to just be subservient and roll over on command, you got another fucking thing coming. Gentlemen, please put your hands together for Stand the Jump Man. Welcome! Oh, the crowd stand the jump man talking. Back up by Judas Priest. Welcome to the show, Stand the Jump Man here. Glad to be hanging out with you here on a Friday. Colder in hell, the weather just, man, it is freezing out there. Before we get to talk about the weather, the weather this weekend and everything, I, I want to bring up the fact that I just mentioned that this is a sponsorless show. Sponsorless show. And since I can't get anybody to sponsor this show or partner up with me, I'm just kind of forcing myself on people. Well, I'm stealing this idea from a Doug Stanhope. Comedian Doug Stanhope, he used to do this with Pop-Off Vodka. That was like his favorite cheap-ass vodka. And so he, like, adopted them as his sponsor until he got a cease and desist letter from the attorneys. <laughs> I figure, fucking hey, if it works for Stan Hope, it's got to work for Stan's Hope. Yeah, that the show grows. So I figure, great fucking idea. If I find a product I like from now on, that's going to be the sponsor of my fucking show, whether they like it or not. One of my sons flew in from Langley and... We were at the grocery store the other day, and I spotted this box of new pastries in our local grocery here in Henrietta, and I picked up the box, and I liked them so much, I'm adopting them against their will. <laughs> That's right. This pastry company out of Har- Harwood Heights, Chicago, they made some incredible pastries. They were so damn good. I thought they were delicious, so I'm adopting them as the sponsor of the Stan the Joke Man show, whether they like it or not. Let me tell you about them. Hey, Stan the Joke Man here at your local supermarket. You know, I pretty much bypass the bakery these days. I mean, everything you look at is just, yeah, cheap. Yeah, quick made on the fly right there in the bakery. They, they ship lowest bitter ingredients to innocent people here in the bakery. Yeah, to enslave these poor people in the bakery to make crap pastries. Don't you know things turn for the better? When I walked into my local grocer right here in Henrietta the other day, and I saw the Ponsky box. The Ponsky box. It's spelled P-A-C-Z-K-I. Yeah, it's Polish. Don't ask me what the hell it means. I just know the pastries are rock and roll. I stared at the table of pastries, four per box. Just four pastries per box. Yeah, the Bavarian cream, the lemon powdered, picked up the box. Whoa, heavy. The box weighed over a pound. That means real ingredients. 
But the real test came when I lifted that pastry box above my head right there in the grocery store and saw those rings. Yeah, those beautiful oil stains. This is my kind of pastry. Polsky Pastries, handmade by a bunch of old cranky Polish chicks in a kitchen right up in Harwood Heights, Chicago, and shipped to your local grocer. And I'm not kidding, folks. All just in time for Fat Tuesday. It'd be February 13th. The pride is in the pastry, folks. Those Polish gals, they take a lot of pride in that handmade pastry. Yeah, they're cranking them out just in time for Fat Tuesday. It'd be February 13th. Polsky Polish pastries. Sure as hell not going to get smarter from eating them, but they're damn good. Ask your local grocer. Welcome back to the Stan the Joke Man show. I'd like to say thanks to the show's new sponsor, Ponsky Pastries, Harwood Heights, Chicago, Illinois. Have you asked your local grocer? You know, I haven't, guy, but you can bet your fucking ass I'm gonna. What are they, prejudice against Polish pastries? All right. Folks, I'm trying to avoid speaking about Donald Trump. There's so much other shit to talk about aside that motherfucker. So let's talk about the weather for a second, okay, shall we? Let's gather around here like a bunch of old farts, and when we're uncomfortable about talking what's going on, let's just talk about the fucking weather, shall we? Let's gather around. Yeah, bring your drink. That's it. Gin or cup of coffee, whatever the fuck it is you're drinking this time of day. Are you wearing heels? I don't want to talk about Trump, so let's talk about the fucking weather. All right, everybody, shut the fuck down. Plenty of chairs. Wasn't it Oklahoma Senator, career Senator Jim Inhofe, who said that this whole global warming and climate changing thing was just a big crock of shit and nothing to worry about? I hope his grandkids are freezing their fucking asses off today. That's what I hope. (laughs) Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me, Grandpa. Grandpa lied to you kids. And he did it for his fucking payday so he could, you know, maintain that private airplane he has. He likes to fly around in his TV commercials when he was rubbing it in Oklahoma's faces and they continued to subserviently vote for him. Anyway, weather's fucking cold this week. Excuse me. What? <coughs> the weekend's fucked up because of Jim Inhofe. There you go. <laughs> Regardless, let's go ahead and take a look at that weekend forecast brought to you by Michael Coyer, KJRH. And the joke man shows weather authority, whether he likes it or not. I don't have to tell you, you're freezing your ass off out there right now, so who gives a shit what the current temp is? High today is 35. Tonight, gonna drop to a low of 15. Got a 15% chance for precipitation. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high of 26. Saturday night, we're gonna drop to 2. That's right. Two. As in, oh shit. Because the high on Sunday is only 12. With a 64% chance of snow. By the way, Stan the Joke Man Show's got your school closings too. Do you live in Oklahoma? Yeah. Fucking chances are your school is closed. Call your own damn school and find out. What am I, your servant? Monday, we're going to start the day off right at 3 degrees. Expect a high of only 16. About a quarter percent chance for um, snow. Why do they always require us to say mostly cloudy? Huh? Snow covers it. Snow says it all. I can you recall the last time you got caught up in a blizzard and a bright sunny day? 
I get it. Oh. So look at your KJRH, Mike Collier, official, Stan the Joke Man Show, weather authority, whether he likes it or not. Without getting crazy, could I tell you I found out what's wrong with Donald Trump? I finally nailed it, folks. It was in a statement he made just yesterday outside that courtroom, Angeron's courtroom. Of course, Trump was up there yesterday for the closing arguments. Closing arguments in the case that says Donald Trump and Trump Industries, along with his kids, are no longer going to be able to do real estate business anywhere in New York. He owes a lot of people a lot of money from all his bullshit. Rumor is they're taking shit out of Mar-a-Lago now. Everybody keeps saying, oh, that's bullshit. Is it really? Let me give you some raw facts, honky-tonker, and you tell me if you think this is fucking correct. Donnie goes to Deutsche Bank to get a loan on a 30,000-square-foot penthouse. He has to go to Deutsche Bank, can't go anywhere else because everybody knows how he fucking defaults on loans, so they don't want to deal with him. But he goes to Deutsche Bank for a loan on a 30,000-square-foot penthouse. Don Trump's caliber doesn't have to fill out an application, folks. Nah, that's a world you and I can't even relate to. Your name is good enough. Your signature is good enough because your name, your name alone could probably pay back that fucking loan. So all you got to do is sign your name. And guess what? When they write down the loan contract and they say, here's the loan on your 30,000 square foot penthouse. And when Donnie acknowledges it, initials it, signs off on it right in front of a fucking notary and attorneys. That's called legal. Legally binding contract. And if they find out later it was a 10,000 square foot penthouse, you're in fucking trouble because that is a fraudulent contract. You lied to get that fucking loan and you cheated that bank out of higher interest rates they could have made on smaller loans. They tied their money up with you, motherfucker. On a false pretense. You're robbing them. And when you turn right around to go to pay taxes and you drop the square footage to 10,000 square feet. And at the same time, take every tax break perk you can possibly fucking get. Where you only end up paying on maybe five or 6,000 square feet. Guess what? Somebody's been cheated, if not both of them, and they're going to be coming for you. You can fucking count on it. I don't give a fuck what kind of criminal you are. You can't escape taxes. And you shouldn't escape taxes. That's how come the Republican Party is working so fucking hard to get rid of the IRS right now. Them criminal motherfuckers are trying to get rid of the IRS for their bosses. They want to continue to rob and default and fraud the banks and the government and not go to prison the way Don Trump's getting ready to go to prison. Which brings me to, you know, what I realized is fucking wrong with Don. It's, I mean, I've known it all along, but to actually hear him voice it yesterday was shocking. Numbers came out today that are uh, really very mind-boggling if you happen to be Joe Biden. And I think they feel this is the way they're going to try and win. As though the president of the United States, that would be Joe Biden, doesn't have enough to do. Yeah, he's sitting over there with prosecution. Now staring at my cousin Benny and that fucking idiot Donald Trump. Ah, 
Ladies and gentlemen of the... We, we intend to prove that the... Prosecution's case is circumstantial and, 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 oh, uh, coincidental. Thank you. Bathroom down the hall, man. Think he shit his pants. I'm sorry, what the fuck was we... <laughs> Donald Trump, Donald Trump, I'm sorry, please continue, Don. And yeah, that's not the way it goes, that'll be bedlam in the country. That was a threat, folks. You bet. He must adhere to law and has to answer for the fucking crimes. He's promised bedlam, a place seen or state of uproar and confusion. What the fuck are you talking about? There's nothing confusing about the law. You either break it or you do not. You broke the law. That's not bedlam. That's guilty, Don. It's a very bad thing. It's a very bad precedent. As we said, it's the opening of a Pandora's box. And that's a very, that's a very sad thing that's happened with this whole situation. Finally, Don. Something we agree on. I agree. Pandora's box. This whole situation. A process that generates many complicated problems as the result of unwise interference in something. That would be you. The only setting United States president to ever side up with America's number one nemesis in its fight to gain control over Ukraine. You turned on America's ally, Don Trump, and you made Vladimir Putin a lot of private fucking promises. Oh, I have no doubt he promised you a skyscraper or two chicken shit. No doubt. Yeah. Then you cut aid to Ukraine. Helping kick off that invasion. The only letdown was Vladdy. He thought you were going to win the election over here, but you didn't. Got your ass kicked. You held hands with him in Helsinki. You had your brown shirt foot soldier Republicans in there. People like Mark Woman, Mullen, James Lankford, and all these fucking little pussies here in Oklahoma siding up against Ukraine, tying their hands behind their backs so they couldn't defend themselves, held up that Ukrainian aid and took it even further when they obstructed legal government proceedings and actively participated in the attempt to overthrow a legal election. That's Pandora's box, because that had never happened to the country before you spoiled pussies got put in charge. And it backfired. And I can assure you all of this, the evidence is for the world to see. And before it's over, you and all your fucking friends are going to go to prison. You should be scared, Mark Woman. I fucking told you a long time ago, if you anchored yourself to that motherfucker, he was going to drag you down, didn't I? Fucking hardhead. You get what you get, dumbass. Get your ass back to the septic tank and shut up. Uh, when they talk about uh, threat to democracy, that's your real threat to democracy. And I feel that as a president, you have to have immunity. Very simple. That's what's wrong with Donnie. He thinks too much. But he's fucking stupid. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. I got crabs. I got a big stack of frickin' deer stand letters. Get a letter to me anytime, the old-fashioned way. 
Junkman Productions, LLC, P.O. Box, 699, Henrietta, Oklahoma, 74437. You can hit me up at Man Productions, LLC, on Facebook. Other than that, I... Look, man, I'm an old fart. I just don't do that shit too much. I got two places I fucking check it. You can't get there. Eat shit and die. All right? Okay, sorry. Um, nothing personal. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hey, I love your letters. Thanks for sending them in. I don't know why you think I can help you, but obviously the shit I'm giving you works, so keep them coming. Dear Stan, I've been with my abusive husband for almost 30 years. Why? Okay, that's my first fucking question. Why? I made several attempts to leave him, which resulted in him stalking me and threatening to seriously harm me and our children. Despite all his threats and abuse, I was forced to allow him to take our children unsupervised. I would end up going back so I could be present when he was around the children. Our youngest just moved out, and surprisingly, my husband has calmed down. I'm going to leave, and I'm looking for places out of state where he won't be able to find me. Honestly, I'm terrified. How do I move somewhere new and start over alone? Anonymous in the United States. You're not anonymous. You're fucking hostage. I would never look for an excuse to kill somebody. Ever. And I'm not telling you to do anything, lady. But take it from somebody who hid like you did. Growing up, I hid for the first fucking decade of my fucking life. Because we had to. At least I thought we had to. And then when I held a gun to that motherfucker's head, let me tell you right now, I could have ended it all right there. I could have fucking ended it! I chose to let that fucker live. I had his whole life on my young fingertip. Three times. I had to talk myself out of it. Three times. Within a span of about ten seconds. That's a lot. Fucking 11-year-old kid. But I did the right thing. And I'm glad I did. That was for me. I'm not telling you to do anything. But if you're out, your kids are raised. And I guess you're telling me you're not allowed to have your own life either then you better fucking defend it, bitch. Thanks for the letter. Dear Stan, I work nine hours a day in a mental health clinic. (laughs) No shit, what the fuck brings you here? Okay. Talking to the clients and doing billing and collections. How do you do billing collections in a mental health hospital? What does that entail? Do people show up to pay their bill dressed up as Bugs Bunny and shit all the time? Missing neighborhood pets until one of your clients come in with a bunch of cat pelts trying to pay for something? (laughs) 
supposed to be a lot of fun. Anyway, I'm sorry. Dear Stan, I work nine hours a day in a mental health clinic, talking to the clients, doing billing and collections, among many other things. I love my job. Okay. The problem is when I step outside to take a break, I want it to be my quiet time. Most people say it's quick high, and that's fine, but a man in the business downstairs from me comes out and chats every fucking time. He calls me by the wrong name, which I have not corrected, and talks while I respond with the bare minimum to show I'm not interested. Is there a nice way to say I'm not interested in his company while I'm on break? Yeah. When he walks outside, walk away. If he follows you, run. Tell me you have the fever. Change your fucking break time. Change your break location. Do you have to go stand there every fucking time? Go to the women's restroom. He's going to get the hint. It's either that or just tell him to leave you the fuck alone. You need to hook up that chick who's hiding from her husband. Both y'all got the same fucking problem. You won't say anything, and she won't do anything to defend yourselves. Dear Stan, my wife's sister died 14 months ago. Fuck. Are there any good letters today, like uplifting or anything? Stan, my wife's sister died 14 months ago at the young age of 52. Since then, my brother-in-law has been texting and calling my wife constantly. He is grieving, and his alcohol problem has gotten worse. I've tried to be patient about their communication, but I'm finding it myself getting jealous. What's your advice? Tell your wife what the fuck is up. He might be trying to hump her. Get you out of the picture. He needs a new sugar mama. She's it. So once again, here we go. You can either sit there quiet or you can fucking deal with it. What would I do? I would talk to her first. Problem you have is, does it bother your wife? That's the big question. Does it bother your wife? Because if it doesn't, that's an issue, a real issue. Yeah, one you need to talk to your wife about. She's the one that's got to deal with this shit. She may still think it's harmless or she may not realize, but then again, it could be something else. He may be trying to screw her. Yeah, she may be interested in feeding his alcoholism so she could get nailed by him. That's going to have to be dealt with. You got one of two options. Sit there silent, say nothing, and watch it happen. Talk to the missus, and if that doesn't work, find that fucker at the nearest local bar and... Yeah, hey, setting him up with the bar tab is a lot cheaper than, you know, paying somebody to kill him. Just help him along. Thank you. I appreciate the letter. Dear Stan, I want to kick my broke parents out of my house. Fuck yeah, this is a good one. Dear Stan, I'm a single parent raising five young kids alone. I own my home, have a good job, and have done well financially. Five years ago, after several years of making bad financial decisions, my parents showed up on my doorstep. Their house got foreclosed on. Living with them has triggered issues from my childhood. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. It's like going back in time, I would imagine. You're doing everything their fucking way again, aren't you? They do pay a little to me in rent, help with the housework, sometimes watch my kids, but past issues are still evident, and I don't want that example around my kids. Why? What are you talking about? Are they members of the local Nazi party or something? 
I have made clear for months that they have overstayed their welcome, but they argue with me and take no steps to get on their feet. I have tried to have meetings with them and my siblings. These Indians, they don't know where to go. They don't know where to go. They're financially strapped. They don't know where to go. You got to help them. You can't just throw them out. You got to fucking help them. I know you have your own aggravations and your own fucking bills and your own fucking life. They're not asking for a handout. They're not asking. It's your mom and dad. How many times were you on your ass? They were there for you. They got nowhere else to go. The only person they can turn to is their kid. Are you really going to fucking turn on your own parents? I'm not saying give them a free fucking ride. They got nowhere to go. You got to help them. It is your fucking godly duty to honor your parents. Even if it's building a little guest house in the back or can't afford that, let them finance a little camper to live in, park next to the home or something. Find them a fucking local you know, RV park or something they could reside in. There are options out there that don't cost as much as buying an entire fucking home. They're not going anywhere because they don't know where to go. And it's come full circle. You got to help them. Okay? Under the condition your dad stops screwing you. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's off the rails and that is so wrong. And I am so sorry to leave on such a tasteless fucking joke, but we're gonna... Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to wrap it up at the stand. The Joke Man Show is the property of Joke Man Productions, LLC. Broadcasting from the Boys Room Studio here in Henrietta, America. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at high noon. Going to be back on fun day, Monday. I'm taking a couple of weeks off from bombing down Poinsettia. I just... Two chapters to go, and, and, they're, and they're rough. And um... But hey, y'all have a rock and roll weekend. I'll be back on fun day, fucking Monday at the show only. Burn your shit solid this weekend. Keep your nuts unfrozen. See you Monday. Fun day Monday. High noon. Until then. Bye, Candils. Me, me,
Brings tears.